1: Greetings and welcome inside hour three of the Jason Smith show with my best friend myman oh we'll have more on the Lakers stunning loss to Oklahoma City coming up in a little bit Lakers are two hundred and thirty and oh in only five years in games they <laughs> held a twenty five point lead make it two hundred and thirty and one after they blow that twenty six point lead tonight to the Oklahoma City Thunder on the Welcome to L.A. Russell Westbrook is now officially a Laker game.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it just remind us that every night we see something different, right? Yeah. No. Solaire is, last night led off the World Series. First time that's ever been done with a home run. 117 World Series. Tonight, the Lakers just show that, uh, hey, these are not your fathers, your grandfathers, your 2019-2020 Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> and I would also be remiss for our friends and, and co workers and everybody listening in Los Angeles, uh, we love you. One year ago tonight, you were all really drunk when the Dodgers won the World Series.
1: That's all. That's a, hey, just think about that, right? It's a, it's a year anniversary, a night you'll never forget. And, and obviously the Dodgers aren't in the World Series now, and the Lakers aren't playing very well. And, and uh, USC... Well, USC is good. Well, yeah, there's that. Um, well, you Johnny Juzang is, is on the No, no he came back. APL. He decided he wanted to make all some NIL game. money. That's I right. I mean, I don't know how Johnny Juzang's on there. It's not Buddy Bayheim But okay, you know, I, I kind of get that. He's first team all ACC. Uh, so, you know, there, there are some things. There are some things. There are some things. Uh, but uh, big news out of the NFL tonight. And this is more uh, falls under the category of this is more a bigger headline and then it is a bigger impact story. Uh, tomorrow night, we're going to get a Thursday night football game that, honestly, I can't wait to see it for a couple of different reasons. Look, I always can't wait to see. Even when it's Jags Titans, I like Thursday night football. Good man. Uh, But you have the the Packers who are going to try to play this game tomorrow night. Uh, Well, they're going to play, but they're going to play without Devontae Adams, probably without Alan Lazard. You have, uh, you're trying to find people that have played wide receiver somewhere in the state of Wisconsin at some point in their life to come in and play. Can you come and play a little bit? They're calling Sterling Sharp. Sterling can you play are you okay man can you come play just a I couple more for us can you finish that hall of fame career man <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting it's going to be the hey it could be the aaron rodgers game Right. Remember the Aaron Rodgers game without all his wide receivers? He threw for five touchdowns, and the Cardinals were undefeated. Uh, so that's going to be the perspective of it. We're also going to get, and everybody's going to get, their first really long extended look at the Cardinals, who are 7-0, the only team left undefeated in the National Football League. And, yeah, yeah they've been on the national game late on Sunday, but it's different when you are playing national television and everybody is watching you and, and wanting to see Are you legit? Are you not? It's going to be a big, big game, and they're going to do it without J.J. Watt. Now, not only for tomorrow night, but for the rest of the season. As Reports have come out tonight that Watt's shoulder injury that was set to keep him out of tomorrow's game is going to likely sideline him for the season as he's going to undergo shoulder surgery. Now, the first thing I'm going to say is I told you so. I told you like you, oh we got to give JJ Watt 15 million dollars what I even said what for him to play 8 games he played 7 I mean, really I mean, it, you really going into this, No, I can't believe the Cardinals went in honestly thinking, J.J. Watt's going to play the whole season. Boy, he'll be a big difference maker for us. No, you knew he was going to play a certain number of games before he got hurt because that's what he is. He's a 32-year-old part-time player. You got him for his influence in the locker room and the player he was overall, and maybe bring, have some of that leadership rub off on him because you have a young team in Arizona. So you got him for those reasons. So the, the good part of it is, hey, after seven games, games, whatever influence he's had, hey, you're 7-0, and man. You're feeling pretty good. You didn't lose a guy who was your best defensive line. It's like you lost Chandler Jones. You know, oh my goodness, what are we do? No, you lost J.J. Watt, who was still a, you know a good player, mainly a good player in name only, not someone that was going to play all the snaps. And you lost him. It's actually going to be okay. Uh, You know, J.J. Watt's impact and influence, you've had all training camp and seven games to have it, and look, injuries happen, and it's like I said, it's not like you lost Kyler Murray. It's not like DeAndre Hopkins went out. You can survive losing J.J. Watt for the season because you knew at some point, even in the back of your mind, it was going to happen. This is a big headline because he's a big the guy's been off and on injured. He hasn't been good for three years and he hasn't been healthy in, in, in three years. All right. You're talking about the last five years in the NFL have all been cut short, way short due to injury. Not that he's playing 13, 14 games. He's playing five games and seven games and four games, 16 games, of 2018, five games four. this is kind of what it is for JJ Watt. So the, the good news is the Cardinals are going to be fine. They'll be, it'll, it'll be the same thing with that. They're not going to miss a beat because they will be able to make up for him and, and, Hopefully what they got for him already, the influence is there. But th- this is a bigger story because J.J. Watt's name than it is, okay, what's the, what's the reaction and the impact on the field?
4: Yeah, I mean, we see what, and we'll find out pretty fast what happens to the production of Zach Allen and Chandler Jones, both of whom come back off the COVID list. Now, Chandler Jones had that five-sack game to start the season. Well, those are his only five sacks, but does have 14 quarterback hits. Watts has 10 quarterback hits as he exits the season, which would have put him on pace, my favorite phrasing in all sports. On pace to, because we do that with home runs after a week, right? He's on pace to hit 184. Four home runs. Look at him. Uh, same thing here. You know, we, we don't know if the production was going to hold and banking on him to get to 16 games. As you mentioned, obviously – a fool's errand uh, it, it's been in every other year kind of situation going back to 2016 he went three games five games then 16 then eight then 16 and now seven and he's out 16 tackles the five tackles for loss and 10 quarterback hits one sack so some loss there and and we'll see the effect on the back seven and and the secondary has certainly been up to the task Buda Baker a guy I think folks now recognize how good he truly is and It's weird to see an Arizona secondary without Patrick Peterson. Strange to me. Uh, But the reality is you've got an offense that's still going to put up a bunch of points. So as long as COVID stays out of the locker room, that's where you had both Allen and Jones missing time uh, and doesn't affect that offense, which let's face it, they've got more receivers than they know what to do with. A.J. Green stepped in nicely for the departed Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, uh DeAndre Hopkins actually touchdown machine at this point 7 and 7 and 7 uh a- as you run through so and then you trade for Zach Ertz. So you've done everything you can to fortify things for Kyler Murray on that end and we'll see how that works hold up on defense uh with JJ Watt being out. Remember, we're also a couple of days away from the trade deadline. So if we're going to talk about it in the Deshaun Watson discussions or in Chicago where they're saying is it w- to trade alan robinson who said that four weeks ago on the show holding up a sign like i was john cusack with a boom box going trade him set him free get some value uh but anyway uh, I, I would suspect that arizona will be kicking the tires on one or more defensive linemen to see if they can't fortify the rotation
1: yeah, and look, because w- who are you replacing in J.J. Watt, right? It took him the first few games to really have any kind of impact. Remember, he he had that hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. It was a new defense. So he was pretty much invisible for the first month of the season. But you've heard a lot of Cardinals players say, hey, the last three weeks, hey, it's been great having him in, you know. Uh, you, you, even though his stats weren't great, he has a sack, he had 10 tackles. Uh, you know, his teammates were saying, hey, th- this is what we're looking forward to here. Well, we you got still got to pay attention to him. Yeah, exactly. It, right? You know, it's it's <laughs> fine you know yeah but but really is JJ Watt when when you when you look at what his impact is okay he's a guy that really didn't have any until the last 3 games and his impact has been okay um, is it really that difficult to replace? I, I, I think you'll be fine. I, 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 for the for the Cardinals, look, they have everything they need. They have the leadership. They everything. They, they should be fine with this. J.J. Watt, when he does play, he can play well, right? Vance Joseph even said today, the Cardinals D coordinator, hey, he's played well the last three weeks. Okay, you know he's not been a linchpin since week one, so this is it is all right. You know, I can I can talk you off the ledge with losing J.J. Watt for the season.
4: Yeah, it's it's just funny the um, well you got two very different uh, results happening here because you have the the Cardinals when we talk about defensive hits and and getting it done at seven and zero the Bears are right there with them uh, and well we we know what that's looking like right now. So, yeah, it's, it'll be curious. <laughs> Kingsbury, obviously, everybody looks at the offense, but Vance Joseph's done one hell of a job. Tried to spotlight it as much as we could the last couple of weeks before uh, this J.J. Watt news broke, right? Because they've been playing really well, but in, in relative anonymity based on just the excitement for Kyler Murray, right? Quarterbacks rule the day. A guy that was going to leave and maybe go play baseball is now one of your leaders in the MVP you know, discussions, and, and you've got – weaponry all around and a two-headed monster in the backfield so it's all offense 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 quietly they're getting it done and the next couple of weeks they're going to be able to pad some stats most likely given the uh, level of proficiency of the opponents
1: now the one thing where I, i look at the the cardinals and i say okay now here's where you kind of screwed up is going back to the beginning of our conversation right uh you knew he wasn't going to make it through Right? You knew but you still you gave him a two-year deal for twenty-eight million dollars and you guaranteed him a twelve million dollar signing bonus, twenty-three million dollars guaranteed, right? Really? You really thought you were gonna get all that from him? You really thought you were gonna get that that's where the screw-up came, and I believe if I've checked his contract info right, his salary for next season is, is, has an injury guarantee on it, so you've got to pay him now. I mean, he's going to miss the rest of this season, and now he's getting, now his additional $3 million of sure. the salary he's got for 2022, which is $11 million, is guaranteed. So now you're now you have a guy coming back, How, what's he gonna play there? A, a week, two no, weeks? No, no, hey weeks? buddy, buddy, That's next tough, year man. he next year
4: they're banking on sixteen <laughs> The pattern says that it's a sixteen game season in twenty twenty two. Have I taught you nothing? Come on. Uh, <laughs> next year's fine. It never we'll stops. It, <laughs> it goes on,
1: repeats forever. Uh, so again, there's the big news tonight. JJ Watt is out for the season for the Cardinals, uh, going with uh, shoulder surgery. All right. So we'll do this. We'll do this uh, tonight. Couple of times. Right now, give me your pick tomorrow night. Packers and Cardinals. Does Aaron Rodgers get it done without his receivers? In a big game where they can show themselves that we're the favorites to get to the Super Bowl in the NFC? Or is it the Cardinals who say we're the favorites? No, no, no. We're still undefeated. Every road goes through us.
4: Arizona given six and a half. Give me the Packers plus the points. Uh, Randall Cobb and whatever uh, he's able to cobble together, uh, they'll hang around. But the Cardinals win at home. See, I'm going to take the Cardinals
1: in a route. I, oh, I no, like no Devontae Adams. That's going to be tough. They're playing at home. They know that this is going to be that big a game. The Packers are just injured and wounded. you are not having a couple of big receivers. I, I can't see Aaron. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers have some kind of superhuman effort tomorrow night and go, oh, my goodness. And he has a press conference after, and he's cursing like he's on Pat McAfee's show. Ah, oh, blah, blah, blah. I don't see it. I think the Cardinals win in a rout tomorrow night. Uh, something like a 35-17 win. And on Look Friday, we're talking about, hey, maybe the Cardinals are the best team in the National Football League.
4: Over-under is 50-and-a-half. And, and I'd love to hear that because then you say, I own property in Glendale. <laughs> <laughs> I bought in the nation's capital. Why? Because they came to Lambo. You know, they're, they're doing another one of those hokey stock sales things. Oh, they are? Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you oh, want well, a certificate right. to try to claim that you own part of the Packers, now's your time, folks. <laughs>
1: Twitter Great Christmas out. stocking stuffer. I own the Packers. Uh, Rogers, you're out. You're going to the Jets. Zach Wilson, you're going to the, going to the Packers. I made that Jordan loves Grandpa. Be what? <laughs>
5: ah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
1: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, in a couple minutes going to be joined by Dan Wojcicki, LA Times NBA insider, covers the Lakers and the entire league. Going to join us to break down the Russell Westbrook experience from tonight's <laughs> loss against Oklahoma City. Uh, quick reminder not to let age beat you. Get M Drive, the supplement for driven men that supports healthy testosterone levels and boosts your energy. Visit MDriveForMen.com for 20% off with promo code Smith. That's MDriveForMen.com. Get 20% off with the promo code Smith, my last name, S M I T H. Don't let age beat you. Get M Drive. It's MdriveFormen.com. And don't forget, 20% off with promo code Smith, S M I T H. For the Lakers tonight. And look, it, it was uh, in in the NBA tonight. Miami had the big win over Brooklyn as Brooklyn kind of is treading water a little bit. And everybody loves the heat. The heat are fantastic. Look, the the Eastern Conference looks great so far, Mike Carm. You look sure. at the top of the East. It's boy, they look great. Top of the West is ooh. What do we got? No, but that's um, the beauty of it. It's a long season, man. Sure. It all it all ebbs and flows together, and the Bulls are atop the East. What does that mean? Ah, well, for one more day at least. Bulls Knicks tomorrow. Yeah, I know. battle. TV. I'm going to come to your house and spray paint it. What Nick show? <laughs> blue and orange, just blue and orange Knicks colors for tomorrow night's game. Just can you get sh-
4: someone to do a mural that has a picture
1: of Charles Oakley on it? Oh, I oh, well, well yeah, it would be a lot of money, but I could I could I could help you know, find See, that guy. I, I that think does a lot the of folks are for exposure. LA. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't no. think you're gonna have to pay that much. No, I could just do, you just do it. Just do, what, what do you want? I want Charles Hoakley, and I want Patrick Ewing, and I wanted to say Nixio. Oh, hundred fifty dollars. Hey, here yeah, you go. I was gonna say go. I, I think on Fiverr, <laughs> you know, with a little
4: bit of social media clout, because I mean, we do have a national radio show. That's and true. he would be That's defacing true. the property of someone who works on a national radio show. So obviously he's going to get on 400-plus affiliates and complain about it.
1: Mm, all so right. if he
4: gives you any kind of
1: credit, you win. Joining us now on the hotline to break it down, the aforementioned L.A. Times NBA insider covers the Lakers, the entire league. He's on Twitter at Dan Wojcicki Sports. That's at Dan Wojcicki Sports. It is Dan Wojcicki. Dan, how was the Russell Westbrook experience for you tonight? Guys, wait, hold on. This is on the radio. I thought for years we were just talking. I would have, I would have took my
5: words way more carefully. Wait, hold on. Nationally, get out of here.
1: This is like that scene from The Office when uh, no. Michael says, "You put Creed on the internet," and and Bj Novak says, "No, he's actually typing all his thoughts in the <laughs> Word document. He thinks he's he thinks he's up, but he's fine." This is our, the most elaborate three way
5: phone call that's been going on for like three years. <laughs> Well, just trying to you know, <laughs>
4: tell Jason in terms of negotiation, he had some leverage. Yeah,
5: no, hey guys, I you know I appreciate it. I, I get so many kind words and emails about all the the random stuff we discuss, whether it's from the good people from Roxette, or uh, you know Herb Williams, who loves it when we talk Nick Power forwards, loves it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's it's always a pleasure to join you. So what did I think of Westbrook? Weird, right? I mean, sort of as always. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a weird Lakers team, and it's going to be a weird Lakers team for a little while. Um, I think the only thing that I've seen so far that that I would say is really problematic is um, they're terrible on defense like they stink and i'm not sure um, individually speaking if they have anybody kind of who's out right now who is going to move the needle for them on that side of the ball but it will have to be some sort of cohesion driven team defense thing and i don't know how long that's going to take
4: well that's that's deep now now that's one half that's of your dyer, game maybe
5: i mean right yeah there's my yeah. my put on my serious basketball Insider hat. That's that a, was that, that was is, that, that's serious fast. That to me is that to me is the concern. It should be the
3: concern.
4: No, that, that's a, obviously a, a very large deal. Obviously, Le, LeBron taking a couple nights off here, fighting with the director of Squid mm-hmm. Game, uh, yes. and getting his ankle right. But we Red see light. Russell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean Russell Westbrook doing what he does. You know when We're he not- runs <laughs> <laughs> when he gets to run a squad. But when when this gets settled? I mean, is it LeBron that's going to ultimately have to change, Dan?
5: I mean, it probably shouldn't have to be, right? Um, I think Frank Vogel kind of let us slip the other night, sort of the plan, um, and that's to stagger uh, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, to have one of those two on the court at all times. And, and, you know, I think when they're on the court together, um, generally speaking, I mean, it's LeBron James, right? Like, you kind of get out of his way. Um, now, the good news is that I think the things that Russell Westbrook can do, um, you know, as an offensive rebounder, as sort of a, um, you know, an accelerator in transition, um, as a rim attacker, I don't think any of that stuff really changes. It'll just be ideally in a lower volume. The question will be is, you know, can he do it um, if he's not in the same sort of rhythm as you know he he was certainly in San Antonio when he was fantastic. Um you know he was pretty good against Memphis. Like that that was sort of, you know, I think the need like the sign me up sort of, you know, if the Lakers could get, you know, eighteen eight and eight, um, with the low turnovers and a pretty decent efficiency, like that's perfectly good for your third star. You know, but um I, I think kind of shuffling that out is gonna is gonna be tricky. And I think it's hard, um, you know. I mean, we've seen this. I don't know how many times we have to see this. I, I, we probably shouldn't be surprised, right? I mean, like we saw this in Miami, um, you know, with uh, with Dwayne Wade and and, and Chris Bosh. We saw it briefly in Cleveland. Certainly, we saw it in Cleveland again. Rose and Dwayne Wade and all these kind of post prime stars and how that that shuffling out like sort of never really landed it. It's uh, putting talent together is easy. It's not as easy as Golden State made it look. Certainly. And I think um, you know it's there's going to be some ugly growing pains, and, and tonight was a, a pretty ugly one, even with the Balaban. Like this is just a, I mean that's an embarrassing loss.
1: Not that I'm playing Perry positive here, but but th- this is kind of how I see the next few weeks for for the Lakers. Okay. If Frank Vogel, and they're going to have to decide, look, because you got Russell Westbrook to be Russell Westbrook, right? You didn't get him to yep. play off the ball and stand in the corner.
5: You would have gotten, go, gotten Buddy Heald if that's what you wanted.
1: Exactly. Yep. And every time the Lakers lose, Buddy Heald is going to trend on Twitter with the with the standing of, the Lakers could have gotten Buddy Heald instead of mm-hmm. you got Russell Westbrook to be Russell Westbrook. So give him the keys to the offense, and, and, and LeBron can adjust. We watched him adjust from being one of the best forwards in the history of the game to being a point guard who can lead the league in assists. He can find his way with Westbrook being able to run the show. Clearly, Westbrook and Davis work well together already. It's not Mm going to be that difficult. Are they going to be 500 for the first 15 or so games? Yeah, probably. And maybe that's a little bit exacerbated because LeBron's missed the last couple of games and his health coming back. But once he comes back, if they hear it out that way and Frank Vogel is not stubborn enough to say, hey, Russell's got to, you know, fit in with our system, then I think the Lakers are going to be fine. At the end of games, it's not going to be Malik Monk taking shots. It's, it's, it's going to be LeBron taking a couple of those shots well, at Well, I end. think
5: – but here's the question, though, right? And this, these are things that they still don't know, is that, yeah, it'll be LeBron James, it'll be Russell Westbrook, it'll be Anthony Davis. Who else is it going to be? And, that, like, those questions are very much still, like, you know, I, I mean, it's going to, they're going to play 15, 20 games, and they're not going to know they're closing five. Um, you know, you, you have Trevor Ariza over there still who – was signed to be an important sort of, you know, rangy wing switchy defender who could hit threes. Um, he hasn't played a second of basketball this season. Injured on the first day of training camp. Um, is not young, right? Like was on like I think won a title in like 1974 with the Lakers, um, right? Like so I, th- that is a problem. Um, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker is another ball dominant offensive player. Like he's not an, an off the ball kind of guy how is he going to fit with this guys because guess what you 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 kept him um you know you you paid to keep him so he is going to be a part of what you try to do um, it, it's a weird fit they they're saying you know he should profile as a good defender um Wayne Ellington hasn't played there's a floor spacer but obviously not a great defender um you know Kendrick Nunn is a guy who I think will help and I think gives them some some toughness a little bit of snarl but is also a tremendously streaky offensive player so i mean there aren't any real clean answers when everybody gets back It's in, in a weird way, guys. I think for Frank Vogel, it just gets more complicated. Um, and, and these are the types of things that I think ideally, right, like you deal with early in the season and you sort of figure it out. Um, the good news, I think, for the Lakers is that every time they step on the court, um, they have three tremendously talented players, three players that can take over games, um, you know, provided obviously they're healthy. And the even better news is that if one of them isn't healthy, like in San Antonio, they could still win. Um, now, I think it's a little worrisome that it took overtime. <laughs> I think it's a little worrisome that like Jakob Pertl, um, you know, was just burning pick and rolls. And it was like they the Lakers had never seen a pick and roll before um, that happened again tonight with Derek favors uh, a really big basket. I'm on on just kind of a botched pick and roll coverage late. Um, these are, are kind of, you know, this is sort of what happened when you sent out all your defensive players to get Russell Westbrook and you didn't sign Alex Caruso and you signed um, Taylor Norton Tucker and you spent money on Carmelo Anthony and Rajon Rondo and guys that just haven't made their name in this league as defenders. And, and I think that'll just be sort of an issue to,
4: to keep an eye on all season. They let go. Alex Caruso, now part of your undefeated Bulls. That's Dan right. Wojcik with us here. Uh, Have you guys heard and- the Bulls are back? I don't know if you guys have heard of the. Bulls <laughs> well, tomorrow, I mean, it's all for the Eastern Conference. It's Bulls Knicks on national
5: October TV. Got to hang that October Eastern Conference banner. It'll be it's it's a it's a huge day. Hey, I'm
1: hey very excited. Eastern Conference Finals preview tomorrow night. That's what Eastern Conference Ooh, Finals preview. Spicy, spicy. There spicy. you go,
4: Dan Wojcik with us at Dan Wojcik Sports, where you find him on Twitter. L.A. Times Lakers NBA coverage. He listens to dad rock and he likes pizza and beer uh, i do all right so so dan let me ask the important question coming at the end of the game did you think westbrook was going to run darius Bazley? <laughs> <laughs> other than just I mean, saying we don't do that don't do that i you know i, I thought it was going to get testier and it didn't
5: i mean look you're talking to somebody who who how nice of a guy russell westbrook is
4: i know it's it was just. a good story latimes.com nice go, go read it yeah
5: Beloved, nice guy. So I'm always gonna but but just like a crazy person and crazy competitive person on the court. Um I look, I think uh I, I think that to say that in, in Russell Westbrook's case that cooler head sorta prevail? I think it is kind of a, in itself. Are you reading that
4: off prompter like you're Ron Burgundy? I'm Florida. Who put a question mark in Dan Wicke's prompter?
5: I'm I'm not that worried about it. No, yeah. It. it I mean, look. I think uh, they they should be a frustrated team right now, right? Um, like they've they've all kind of said the right stuff, but I mean, I was in the building when they lost to Phoenix, you know, and and Frank Vogel running on the court. Uh, you know, uh, what else happened in that game? Oh, yeah, yeah. Anthony Davis tackled Dwight Howard on the bench. Yeah yeah that thing that whole thing too Rajon Rondo and a fan like I mean it was um it's like they can say all they want like that the preseason didn't matter all this stuff but I mean I think there are some very obvious flaws and those flaws are not just going away because of talent they're going to have to be sort of massaged and they're going to have to be ironed out and and I just I I know I'm a broken record on this, but it's just like you know they, they, this is a team that's going to have to stop somebody every once in a while, um, you know they they got to stop playing games in the 120s. Um, I don't I I don't believe they're a good enough offense to to, to do that. Um, you know even just because of some of the, like the spacing issues and stuff like that, I think it's too hard for them. So you know rediscover themselves a little bit defensively, and I think they'll be okay. But
1: but I'm not sure if I'm not sure if they have the personnel. All right, now this entire interview has led to this question obviously. Okay. Do you agree with LeBron James you did not like the ending of Squid Game because I'm on the other <laughs> side. I like the end of Squid Game. I thought it ended fine. I mean, this is a I mean, it's just a spoiler free zone. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, can't spoil anything. Got to, got yeah, got we're not spoiling anything.
5: Okay. I I thought it I I reacted the same way that LeBron reacted in the moment, but I'm not sure that that doesn't make it a Good ending. I mean, who is likable on that show? Maybe, maybe the the stockbroker's mom, the fish, okay. the, the fishmonger.
1: Okay, yeah. Maybe okay. she's like. Wait, there's a fishmonger. Like a, oh, there, there's a fishmonger. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
5: maybe she's like the the purest character in this. But I mean, like everybody who's competing in the Squid Game, in one way or another, is like some sort of a okay,
4: <laughs> okay, right? sure,
5: all right. You're yeah. right, all right. So, so I mean, like I think like. You know, to to expect all of our characters to constantly do the right thing and make the decision, I think would be, um, it would be, it would have really felt like a huge waste of time to get there. But like, I don't know, why I don't know why that show should have a happy ending. It's a pretty, it's a pretty miserable experience on the whole. Like enjoyable, but like well, that, there's plenty of misery. Well, well that's me. the
1: whole thing because I'm like LeBron's like, oh, I wanted this ending. I'm like. Did you just not watch Buckets of Blood rain down for nine episodes? I know. If you want that ending, go watch Ted Lasso. You'll, you'll get I know. the ending. Big you want. kill count. Go watch Space Jam 3. I'm sure <laughs> it'll have a, a wonderfully happy ending. The Lakers will learn how to play Ooh.
4: defense.
5: Everything, will, it'll be a happily ever after. Um, I will say uh, this is one of the um, weird joys slash burdens of covering LeBron James is because, like, this would never happen if, like, I don't know, Zach Levine was like, man, this game was whack.
4: <laughs> this just would never happen. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's
5: true. Or, you know, or, or Damian Lillard was on, I thought, number 69. Like, that would never happen. <laughs> it would, it, like, it's, it's only LeBron is, like, the only person who this could happen to. It was, like, 20 seconds. And, like, we're going to get a full-day news cycle out of it. And guess what? The next time we talk to LeBron,
1: We're going to ask him about this guy. Of course. (laughs) He's Dan Wojcicki. You can follow him on Twitter, at Dan Wojcicki Sports, LA Times NBA insider, who just clinched. He will never get a one-on-one interview with LeBron James ever again. Uh, Dan, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys, be good. (laughs) Bye, Dan. (laughs) Wow, he, he mentioned Space Jam 3. That's like third rail. That's third rail. LeBron's not well, he's trying to goad
4: him into making it. It's like you yeah. just pay, got paid off uh, your production company, some three-quarters of a billion-dollar deal. So You've certainly got cash on hand to go and make whatever the hell you want.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on
5: Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: Hey, it's me, Rob Parker.
2: Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers
1: in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio radio
2: app or wherever you get your podcast.
1: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend. His name is Mike Harmon. Today we found out that the Panthers are pulling out of the Deshaun Watson chase. Just a day ago it was, hey, Panthers want to get involved for Deshaun Watson because Sam Darnold stinks, which we told you about. Uh, but did you
4: see the video clips that were being posted, like the the edits on Sam Darnold's last couple games?
1: Oh yeah, it's the yeah, shallow it's, drops when guys yes. aren't
4: even into their
1: routes and everything. Oh, no, he's got bad footwork now too. Yeah, it's everything I've seen for three. It's why I told you Sam Darnold stinks. I watched him for three years. You would think he would get rid of some of those bad habits. He doesn't see the wide open receivers downfield. It's all things that happen. It's got they got to get a new guy. But when you but when
4: you put it in slow mo and it's like uh, I, I Orlovsky had one. And a couple others had. It's like, look, he takes a three-step drop. They, they got three guys that haven't even gotten into their routes.
1: He's already <laughs> stepping up to throw. It's like, I'm gonna. What throw are it. you doing? <laughs> <laughs> got to throw it. I can't hold on to it anymore. I got to throw it. Uh, so you would think the Panthers would be in on it, but now they're out. And likely, what happened was Deshaun Watson said, "No, not going there because he is all in on Miami. Right? He's got a no-trade clause, but he said he would waive it to go to Miami. That is his only destination. And According to different reports, potentially a trade is in place, but the Dolphins want to know that Watson's legally going to happen. But, you know, it's not going to happen by November 2nd. OK, this is not going to happen until the off season. So you're going to go with this for a long time. I got to tell you, Mike, a couple of days ago, I thought for sure. yep, Houston wants to move on. They're going to move on without him. But I got a feeling after Tuesday's deadline, he's going to still be a Texan because they're not going to take less for him. They've already sat him this long, so why not wait, see how his situation plays out, and then make the move in the offseason? Yeah, it's going to
4: be awfully awfully difficult, I mean, because we've got silence, right? Because there was a period where very defiantly – You know, no settling from from Watson's uh, attorneys and it's quiet now and the the clock is ticking because if you want some level of clarity and and at least from the civil cases to be resolved, that's an awful lot of lawyering and a lot of conversations and negotiations that have to happen, not to mention they're watching the news. They all recognize what's happening here and, and what's at stake. So any progress that might have been being made. Is now slowed, so you, you look at that. You know, Stephen Ross clearly uh, is hot to to get Watson on his team, and, and I've argued it's not that there's necessarily a hate of Tua Tonga vailoa They just like Deshaun Watson the player that much more and and now it's the can you get a number of the legal pieces resolved roger goodell didn't really tell us much of anything in his comments uh that we talked about uh as the week went on is you know it's still in no man's land we don't have the information to make a decision no you don't have the anything forcing you to make a decision just yet so you know you're able to still dance behind the we're waiting for you know some other piece of news to break. So uh, I I would lend in terms of this not being able to be accomplished because there's too many caveats that have to happen. Here's the agreement in principle but here's 92 pages of addendums based on what could happen from the league's player conduct policy and the fact that there's still these 10 criminal complaints uh, that are in process. No charges yet but still a a lot that needs to be resolved and as best I can unless, you know, someone suddenly drops a huge dossier on the file of the commissioner. Nothing changes in that regard in the next 72 to 96 hours.
1: Yeah, this is a big game of poker, and the Texans have to decide, all right, do we want to go and take less right now and say, all right, Dolphins, what's it going to take to make this trade because we got to get rid of them? And the Dolphins say, well, we're going to give you two first-round picks or a first, something low, but you've already had them for this long. And so why not wait? And if he gets exonerated, you'll get everything you want out of him. And if he winds up not getting exonerated, you get out from under his contract. So at least there's that. Uh, If not, but I think at this point, the better play is to wait. And I think at the end of the trade deadline next week, we're going to see Deshaun Watson staying an inactive member of the Texans. Coming up next, the NBA experience I am here for after tonight, Fox.
3: Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
2: Like, are you a fist pumper?